this is Hadassa for Deborah's Court. It's a delight to welcome you back to this episode of Book by Book Bible Study. We are on the Book of Acts, and ironically, we finished the Book of Acts today. So, if you've been with us from the very beginning, well done. Thank you for staying tuned. Thank you for delving into scriptures with me. I hope this has been a delightful experience for you. And, um, yeah, sure, you can always reach out. And talk about what you learn, what you experience, questions you have. Um, details on how to reach us is in the podcast description. But yep, Acts chapter 28. Let's pray. Dear Father, thank you for the privilege and the gift of your word. We ask that as we look into your word today, you teach us, you will open our hearts to learn, open our minds to understand, and help us to hear what you're saying, and give us the grace to go and obey in Jesus' name. Amen. Acts chapter 28. <clears throat> Once we were safe on shore, we learned that we, are, we were on the island of Malta. The people of the island were very kind to us. It was cold and rainy, so they built a fire on the shore to welcome us right verse 3 as paul gathered an armful of sticks and was laying them on the fire a poisonous snake driven out by the heat beat him on the hand i want to pause right there and just point out something to you you see um we all with we we are often brainwashed into thinking that um leadership is about giving orders but leadership goes beyond taking control it goes beyond casting a strong vision goes beyond mapping out work plans and you know co-opting people to work into it leadership of so often means stepping up to the plate and serving they were all coming from inside the storm paul could have actually folded his hands and let the um island the people of the island um build that fire and nurture that fire and keep them warm they were all coming from the same storm coming from the same shipwreck but here we see him already gathering sticks to lay on the fire. So, um, yes, because uh, a leader's primary assignment is strategy and, you know, coordination, you might not always be able to get into the trenches of operations, so to speak. But it doesn't make you any better than those that are in operations. One. Two, it doesn't mean that when you are able to help them pick up the slack from time to time, you avoid it because you are the leader. Now, nah, that's not how it's done. You step up to the place, you do what is necessary, you pitch in if you need to. That's what leadership is all about. And it also helps create for people who are team leads. Let me just give you that bonus tip. It helps you create um, a sustainable um, emotional relationship with your people. So it's not necessarily trying to force them to attend socializing events or trying to encroach on their calendar on their personal time to build emotional bonds, no. Show up, join them, do the work with them, let them know that you actually see here and understand them, participate, support them where they need be. These are qualities that people will never forget and it doesn't matter how large your company becomes or how much you turn around revenue when you need to get into the you know heat of operations know when you need to when you need to serve know when you need to when you need to emotionally hold space know when you need to that's the true crux of leadership you can cast the best visions and build the best work plan strategy and build whatever it is that you're building without that 
those two components of serving your people and being emotionally connected to them you're not going to lead properly i'm just saying let's get back to what we're reading the people of the island saw the snake hanging from his hand and said to each other this man must be a murderer no doubt though he escaped from the sea justice will not permit him to leave but paul shook off the snake into the fire and was unharmed the people waited for him to swell up or suddenly drop dead that's like from the venom of the snake that bit him but when they had waited a long time and they saw that he wasn't harmed they changed their minds and decided it was a god wow human beings are fickle exhibit 2 million of course you know i just made up the number <laughs> but you get it human beings are fickle see how they went from concluding that it was a terrible person to concluding that it was a god anyway let's keep going verse um seven near the shore where we landed was an estate belonging to publius the chief official of the island he welcomed us and treated us kindly for three days as it happened publius father was ill with fever and dysentery paul went in and prayed for him laying his hands on him he healed him then all the other sick people on the island came and they were healed as a result we were showered with honors and when the time came to seal people supplied us with everything we could need for the trip interesting interesting again people are fickle they really went from branding this man in murderer to outfitting their ship what they were living <laughs> seeing how do i say it um some things happen so that god can show up in our lives because in reality that snake i don't like i mean if you were a script writer if i were a script writer there was really no point in sending a snake after paul at that stage i had already been through a lot i was coming back from a lot but see how god used it to turn their situation around because <clears throat> in those days winter was big deal especially on an island you can't travel for supplies ships are not coming with fresh merchandise that you can trade so literally they survive winter on whatever it is they are laid off in the laid up in the in the summer in the harvest time they would have stored up stuff uh, preserved things and all of that so you could tell when it was approaching winter not many people would be not many places to be friendly to take on casual strangers there were more than 200 i'm trying to confirm the number from chapter 27 right 276 chapter 27 verse 37 tells us that there were 276 on board that's prisoners that were going to roam the soldiers with them the boats crew the ship's crew rather it was not a boat it was a ship 276 so 276 people suddenly arrive on an island as winter is starting you can bet that they were predisposed to be hostile i mean paul saying in verse 2 that the people on the island were very kind it was cold and rainy so they built a fire so that just puts things in perspective for you 276 extra mouths to feed for three months of winter is not it's not a joke but see how god used it to open use the snake a poisonous snake to open the doors because of the snake incident people were paying attention to paul and then when they saw that he didn't die they realized he must have some divine power and then it gave him the opportunity 
to be hosted by the chief official of the land of the island right and gave him the opportunity to heal the person that was sick and then all of the people that were sick are just like that they went from visitors that would have been barely tolerated to people that were celebrated people that were treated very kindly very warmly and people that were outfitted they lost their ship when they arrived at that island yet they left with a full ship all the supplies they needed for their trip let me show you verse 11 it was three months after the shipwreck that was set sail on another ship that had wintered at the island an alexandrian ship with the twin gods as its figurehead our first stop was syracuse syracuse where we stayed three days from there we sailed across the region have you seen they didn't have a ship anymore so they were sailing with another ship but they were outfitted with everything that they need. God is just, I mean, a master planner. But let's keep reading. A day later, a south wind began blowing. So the following day, we sailed up the coast to put Teoli. There, we found some believers who invited us to spend a week with them. And so we came to Rome. At Puteoli, they found some believers who invited them to spend a week with them. Let me explain. Paul left Jerusalem. He left um he left Jerusalem as a he left Jerusalem under under arrest. Right? He left Jerusalem under arrest. He went to Caesarea, he was in chains. He was sent from Caesarea in chains. He was sent to on his way to Rome. But by the time they were arriving at Puteoli, just before Rome, he had gained enough respect and regard from the members of the ship that they were invited to spend a week and they could stay. Have you ever heard of that? Like God at work and a good character. Because I don't have any explanation anyway. Let's just keep reading. We came to Rome. The brothers and sisters in Rome and had we were coming, and they came to meet us at the forum on the Appian Way. Others joined us at the three taverns. When Paul saw them, he was encouraged and thanked God. When we arrived in Rome, Paul was permitted to have his own private lodging, though he was guarded by a soldier. Apparently, there are levels to this. There are levels to this prisoner thing because obviously, intricate. <laughs> Excuse me. Three days after Paul's arrival, he called together the local Jewish leaders. He said to them, Brothers, I was arrested in Jerusalem and handed over to the Roman government, even though I had done nothing against our people or the customs of our sisters. The Romans tried me and wanted to release me because they found no cause for the death sentence. But when the Jewish leaders protested the decision, I felt it necessary to appeal to Caesar, even though I had no desire to press charges against my own people. I asked you to come here so we could get acquainted and I could explain to you that I am bound with this chain because I believe the hope of Israel, the Messiah, has already come. The guy is striking while the high on his odds. He wants to know what, what they think, what they feel and, you know, give them a chance to get on his side. Verse 21, they replied, We have had no letters from Judea or reports against you from anyone who has come here. But we want to hear what you believe, for the only thing we know about this movement is that it is denounced everywhere. Now, do you see the difference between people propelled by jealousy and people who are actually dedicated to learning? 
Those in Jerusalem and Caesarea were propelled by jealousy. They were just annoyed that Christianity was more popular than they were. Those in Rome did not care so much about anything. I mean, Christianity was being denounced everywhere. Yet they were like, we want to know what it is about so we can understand why it is being denounced. And ladies and gentlemen, this latter question is what we need to have, even as Christians. Don't just throw something away because you're jealous or your emotions are running high. Seek to understand. Seek to converse. Uh, um, seek to have a conversation. Seek, seek to communicate. Hold firm to your beliefs. See, any belief that you cannot explain in an argument, actually, you need to go back and check your foundational principles. Look at why you, what you believe, why you believe it, and why it is true. Otherwise, it is blind um, followership. And the problem with blind followership is that in the day of adversity, it would, it would, it would, defo- it would, it would desert you. It would just disappear. And you find yourself acting contrary to the things you say you believe. And I think I've shared this before, though I think it would be an article where I say, whose faith? Some of us are operating on the faith of our parents, of our caregivers, of, you know, uh, authority figures in our lives, of friends, of the crowd. Of we're operating on faith that does not belong to us. If push comes to show, we're going to act contrary to the Christian faith we claim to possess. So check in with your belief systems. What do I believe and why do I believe what I believe? Why is this true? This is something you must regularly check in on several times throughout your lifetime. It's not a once in a while thing because life will happen. Things will come up and you ask yourself why. As you're asking yourself why, turn to the Holy Spirit and also ask him why. It's there to teach us and clarify things for us. We don't know everything. He knows everything. This is how you grow your faith actually. It's not just by gaslighting your subconscious into thinking that, um, you know, X, Y, Z must be true because so-and-so person says it is true. No. Find it for yourself in scripture. If you cannot find it, ask the Holy Spirit. So what's going on here? What's the origin and the default? Why? What? How? This faith should be your own thing. Own it. I pray God helps us in Jesus' name. Verse 23. So a time was set, and on that day, a large number of people came to Paul's lodging. He explained and testified about the kingdom of God and tried to persuade them about Jesus from the scriptures. Using the law of Moses and the books of the prophets, he spoke to them from morning till evening. Paul is an orator. Let's just, like, file that away for future references, because morning till evening, you will hear again that he spoke from evening till morning, and they did a video, and he spoke to some people for two days. The guy had a lot of words. Makes sense that he wrote a lot. Verse 24. Some people were persuaded by the things he said, but others did not believe. And after they had argued back and forth among themselves, they left with this final word from Paul. The Holy Spirit was right when he said to your ancestors through Isaiah the prophet, Go and say this to the people. When you hear what I say, you will not understand. When you see what I do, you will not comprehend. For the hearts of these people were hardened, and their ears cannot hear, and they have closed their eyes so their eyes cannot see and their ears cannot hear and their hearts cannot understand whoa and they cannot turn to me and let me heal them that's so sad every time i encounter that prophecy from Isaiah in scripture i always feel sad because 
these people did not because they could not hear see or understand they didn't know that they were supposed to call to god for help and what is funny is yes we need god to help us we need god to heal us but we we need god to come to god and so it's it's almost as though they were doomed and I, I constantly pray, God, please, let me not be so stuck that I don't realize that I need to call upon you for help. And this is a prayer that I really, really hope that you pray as well because there's only so much you can do in your human mind, strength, and consciousness. Verse 28, Paul was still speaking. He says, So I want you to know that this salvation from God has also been offered to the Gentiles and they will accept it. For the next two years, Paul lived in Rome at his own expense. Have you seen big boy moves? Great. He was living in the capital of the world at the time on his own cost. So if they tell you that being a Christian means some, something happens to your finances and you don't have it put together, please don't believe them. Yeah, I'm just saying. He welcomed all who visited him, boldly proclaiming the kingdom of God and teaching about the Lord Jesus Christ. And no one tried to stop him. He's a prisoner. But he was living at his own expense, in his own rented quarters, preaching boldly about scriptures, and nobody tried to stop him. See, if if there are things that um, if there are things that we pick up from Paul throughout the book of Acts, yeah, it's how his education his education should forth in the way he walked with God his exposure should forth in the way he walked with God his his skills everything that Paul was showed up and were used by God but then another thing that I also find striking about Paul is even though he was clearly called to go and speak to the Gentiles every single time because of his passion and commitment to the Jews, he would always start by trying to reach the Jews. He always started with them. Always started with them. Personally, I think that was like the cause of most of his troubles because <laughs> his biggest um, critics were Jews. But... He stayed true to his convictions all the way to the end. This brings us to the end of um, the book of Acts. I hope it's blessed you. I hope that you found this helpful. And of course, one of the reasons we have these things now as podcasts is so that you can easily access it. Go back to them over and again. Listen to the word. Faith comes by hearing, hearing the word of God as much as possible. Listen over and again. And allow the word to grow in you and push you to the point where you become a living expression of the very nature of God. I will see you in another season. Have a beautiful, beautiful day ahead. Bye. Thank you.